Blog Talk Radio. You have tuned in to the Sports Docket with Ace Man and the Cross. The best sports radio show on Blog Talk Radio. Big gap in left center field. Everybody's playing very deep as White hits one deep to left field. Headley back near the wall. It's out of here! The Mets win the ball game! David Wright with a... You have tuned in to the Sports Docket with Ace Man and the Cross, the best sports radio show on Blog Talk Radio. Big gap in left center field. Everybody's playing very deep as right hits one deep to left field. Headley back near the wall. It's out of here. The Mets win the ball game. David Wright with a two-out, two-run walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth, and the Mets win it five to three. Are controlled, but Devils unable to clear. Diving play by Girardi to keep it in. Shanahan to Girardi. In front, just missed by Gomez, who was cutting to the net. Tootin kept it in. Girardi to Gomez. He scores! Scotty Gomez! It's a power play goal! Rangers lead 1 0. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Oh my God. This ball's thrown and Tyree just goes up for it like a basketball player. Harrison trying to knock it down. And Eli, man, I don't know how he got out of there. I thought he was on the ground and, and then he came out of the pile and just slings it. Live from Lynbrook and Brooklyn, New York, this is the Sports Docket Radio Show with Ace Man and the Quas on Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to the 50th episode of the Sports Docket right here on Blog Talk Radio, www.blogtalkradio.com slash docket. Welcome everyone for tuning in for our special milestone. It's number 50. We finally got there. Uh, we're half a century now away from uh, getting to 100 episodes, so congratulations to us, and this 50th show couldn't be more jam-packed than any of our previous 49 shows. We've got a lot to get into. We've got to start with the football, of course, but you got the Knicks trades. Uh, you got, of course, um, with the hockey. The Rangers are red hot. The Devils are hanging in there. And then, of course, you got the hot stove. We've got a lot to get into, and uh, Stephen, I guess... Uh, as a Jet fan and a Ranger fan, for the first time, you could actually um, go to sleep at night. <laughs> well, that's a good point. I mean, the Rangers have been hot lately, but can't be uh, can't be uh, disappointed with the start that they've had. I mean, yeah, as you mentioned in the beginning, I uh, just want to thank everybody who's helped us out and listened to our first 49 shows. Uh, this is number 50, and we hope to have 50 more, maybe even more than that. Definitely. Uh, yeah, so it's been a while between shows. We're glad we're back now. The number to call. As always, is one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. You heard me, one six four six four seven eight five one one eight is the number to call. A lot to get into. 
Uh, the main story in New York right now is the NFL, and what a day yesterday for the Jets and the Giants, Klaus. Oh, no question about that. The Jets and the Giants both with uh, big wins. The Jets uh, more surprising than the Giants. The Jets defeating the undefeated Tennessee Titans. Remember the Titans, but you can forget them now. The Jets uh, with that uh, uh, crushing win over them, 34-13. Brett Favre was uh, incredible, uh, throwing two touchdown passes, and the Jets ran for two touchdowns. And, uh, Steve, let's take a little look back at that game. Uh, I should say, look back at both the Jets and the Giants game. A lot of highlights yesterday in New York, as I guess you can say New York is now in a football state of mind. Takes the snap, drops back, looks left, pumps one, looks to the right, fires back in the end zone, caught, touchdown, Libertius home. And the jet strike as far finds Cole and makes it a 19-3 lead. Nixon split right. Smith in motion, belly back to the left. Manning back to throw. Zips one left, ball has it, walks in, touchdown Giants.
piece of crap team. Uh, what are they like three and seven this year? Pathetic after they had a really good year last year. Uh-huh. Uh, but the Giants, I mean, yesterday, uh, without Burris, most of the game, and without Brandon Jacobs, the entire game, put up 37 against Arizona. I mean, that's impressive. You have guys like uh, Dominic Hickson with the two big punt returns. Uh, Ward with the one-yard run. Hedgecock with the touchdown. And that swimming dance, whatever the hell that was. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I have no idea. You said he was, uh, I guess, swimming to the Pro Bowl or the Super Bowl or whatever bowl. Hopefully the Super Bowl, not the Pro Bowl. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Um, and, then, and then, of course, you had the Jets. Right now, Jets and Steelers 8-3 tied for that two spot in the AFC. But the Jets have the easier schedule, so you got to figure that the Jets have a very good chance at getting a bye in this year's playoffs. I mean, right next week you have Denver. Then you go to San Francisco, and then you play at home against division rival Buffalo. You go to Seattle, and then week 17, you have Miami at home. So, I mean, if you think about it, the Jets really have a good shot. They should win every game on that schedule. They could go undefeated and uh, finish 13-3, which would be unbelievable. No question. If they're 4-12, and they would definitely be the comeback uh, team of the year. Um, want to hear from you guys, uh, 646-478-5118. Want to hear from all of the uh, – all the Jets and Giants fans who already booked those Super Bowl tickets to uh, where is it in, in Nashville, Jacksonville, uh, somewhere down south. Uh, we'll uh, take a caller here, five one six area code. I guess it's from Lindbrook area. Lindbrook on the air. Lindbrook represent five one six. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, what's going what's on? Uh, just where are you calling from? Lindbrook, New York, baby. Of course. Anyway, Ace Man, just to clarify, Hedgecock's uh, celebration dance was, uh, he was supposed to be paddling to Hawaii for the Pro Bowl. That's so that, had to be, that had to be the worst celebration dance, I'd say, in a good uh, good amount of years. But anyway, well, it doesn't um, take away from the touchdown, though. Absolutely not. Anyway, um, I would say, I don't know about you guys, that the Giants were uh, they're probably the best team in the NFL right now. Um, and if you well, think they're defending about champs. It, Actually, well, yeah, I think they're better than last year. Anyway, I mean, right I now think... the Giants, I mean, it's like you think they have a chance to get knocked off every week, but they somehow find a way every week to win in a different way. And now uh, the Titans, I mean, you had to say before yesterday the Titans had to be number one because just because they haven't lost a game yet. But now the Jets expose the Titans, and the Titans looked absolutely terrible yesterday so, against yeah. the Jets. You have to figure the Giants are now number one, especially since the NFC – is a better conference this year than the AFC. So, I mean, the Giants, definitely, I, I agree with you, are number one team right now in the NFL, and they uh, will now be the team to beat and go yeah. in order to go into the Super Bowl. And I was thinking, um, I, I guess the only team that they they have a legitimate shot at is, is, um, is the Jets. So we have, um, I don't know what you guys think, but I think we have a really good shot at seeing uh, New York Super Bowl. I mean, well, oh, no questions. actually, it would be in New Jersey Super Bowl, but <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that would be unbelievable. I think, I think, well, we certainly hope to see a giant matchup. That would be something special. Uh, well, they, they wouldn't call they wouldn't call the Subway Super Bowl. They would call it the Holland Tunnel Super Bowl. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> or the, it would be uh, the, uh, the GW Super Bowl, GW Bridge Super Bowl, GW, the Meadowlands Super Bowl. I don't, I don't know. Something, yeah, something along those lines. But yeah, I mean, it'd be incredible in Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Oh, yeah, Tampa Bay. 
that would be a great matchup, certainly. I mean, if that would happen, uh, you have the Giants running have, against I'd have to Chris say the Jenkins. Giants would come up on top. <laughs> well, I mean, that's hard it's to too early to say. It's too early to say. I mean, uh, too early. the Jets and Giants... They're, they're pretty equal matched up wise. You don't know about injury. You don't know about injuries. How team is going to change until then. I mean, I think the most interesting battle if the Jets would happen to play the Giants would be the Giants and Brandon Jacobs against Chris Jenkins and that defense of the Jets. Uh, that would be an unbelievable battle, I think. Uh, and not to mention Brett Favre going up against the uh, Giants defense again in uh, cold and not so not as the cold NFC, weather as the NFC Championship. Well, of course, the NFC Championship game, Eli Manning beat Brett Favre, so maybe yeah, that would be uh, he has payback. Brett Favre definitely wants a payback. He might have a little chip on his shoulder if he happens to play Manning again. But, you know, we're a long way from that. I mean, uh, if we start talking about that now, I mean, the next two months, forget it. I mean, uh, we can't start talking about that right now. Let's just make the playoffs first and uh, win some playoff games, and then we'll start talking if it gets down to maybe if both teams get to the AFC and NFC Championship games. Well, Ace, man, you talk about injury. Um, obviously, the Giants, um, I'd have to say, aren't really that um, – doesn't really take a lot out of the for injury. I mean, you see um, Yora and uh, um, Strahan's gone, and uh, they had a lot of injury this year. Burst wasn't didn't play last, uh, this week. Um, and then uh, Jacob – Well, no, Burst did play. He played, he played for three uh... – No, no, no. He, he, he played one drive, and that's it. In one drive, that and then he, he got, yeah, I mean, I agree with to, you. He got suspended three weeks ago, um, and Jacobs was not there. So obviously, this team doesn't work. Um, obviously, works as a team and doesn't. I wouldn't think that it would make a big impact if they had you know one more injury. But I, I mean, but the I can Giants say about the Giants have shown all year that they could uh, play through injuries, and of course, you had Barr suspended for a couple of games. I mean, scary thing right now where they would be if they had Yumanura on the defensive side, and uh, you know, if they if they weren't banged up. I mean, but every team has a few injuries. It's just it's gonna happen. Nothing. Hey, what? Um, if you're comparing the Giants in terms of strength of division, I mean, the Jets they still got worried by New England. I mean, they did beat them um, uh, two weeks ago, but New England's still one game back. I mean, the Jets I mean, still yeah, have of course. To... Yep. I mean. And, well, the Jets the they do have to worry about New England. Let's say the Jets if, lay an egg against Denver this weekend. And really, uh, New you're, England you're, could be tied again for the division lead. And really, the AFC East is really close. The last place team is um, what is it, the Bills? Buffalo. They're they're only uh, they're only two games back. Six and five. Yep. Well, yeah, two so games only two, back, and the Jets. But the Jets did win head to head. I mean, uh, so that's that's a long way to come back for Buffalo. I think if any other team would win the AFC East, I think it would be New England. It's a fair, uh, a fair comment. Hopefully, no Tom Brady inside uh, down the stretch. Well, my castle's uh, been the king of the castle lately. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, he's uh, he, definitely from the numbers that we expected. Games, but of course, Some, we know he lost one of those games. Somebody needs to talk about uh, interceptions to Favre and how it's not allowed. So. Uh, well, the thing is, um, all right. one flaw. That... This is the last time I want to mention this, okay? And listen, listen to me closely. Uh, Brett Favre, I mean, he was brought here. He's a gunslinger. He throws deep ball. He takes chances. You know he's going to throw interceptions. That, that You just know that when he comes here. Uh, and you're going to take that because uh, he uh, he's a clutch player. He does it when it counts. And uh, what he does, what, he, what he's done to his jet offense, I mean, 
a lot of throws he made yesterday, Pennington could not have done that. I mean, especially look at that touchdown, Lavernius Coles. That was a bullet right in there in between the defense. If that goes there one second later, it's probably an interception. Uh, I mean, Brett Favre, I mean, at the beginning, I think uh, he was trying to uh, have some chemistry with this offense. I think the offensive line is coming together. I think the whole team is coming together at the right time. Yeah, well, I mean, when you say that interceptions, you know, he takes chances and everything, I could see what you mean by that. But um, there's only, it could, like, you know, maybe in the future playoffs or future weeks, he could throw one interception, and by taking that chance, that could mean the whole game. So when they, God forbid, well, not God forbid, because I'm a Well, player, yeah. Yeah, not, you're definitely right. He, I mean, If he throws an intercept, one interception, then you won't be talking that, um, you know, well, of course. I mean, because that could mean their whole year. So in any case, interceptions are not acceptable on a team, and you try very hard not to. Well, uh, well, think of it this way: interceptions, of course, they could change the complexion of a game if you throw one and it's taken back to the house or the other way for a touchdown. But mm-hmm. the argument, not even, not even that, not even that, just possession. Well, yeah, you know, the, but the anything. argument, the argument the other way, is that with an interception. Uh, well, if you have a quarterback, right, that throws less interceptions, let's say, not Eli Manning, but let's say like a guy who just like a manager the game type quarterback. He's but when you're down, game by manager. Three, when you're down by three points at the end of the game, you need a quarterback that's going to take chances. You need to move down the field. Well, that's at the end of the game. So I mean, if you're less aggressive, if you look, if you look at Favre's, is that necessarily better? If you look at Favre's numbers, he hasn't thrown interceptions at the end of the game. He's thrown it throughout the game. So, yeah, I could see at the end of the game it can make a difference, but, you know, Favre is a different story. Well, I mean, the only game that the interceptions really cost Brett Favre this year, I would say probably, were the, well, probably was the Oakland Raider game. That's the only game this year where his interceptions have cost the Jets the game. And the also, New England um, game, they just especially in overtime. The New England uh, game, they true. weren't in sync, and San Diego killed them. So the interceptions also, would not have affected them anyway. Also, I know they won against the Chiefs, but he had two, two intercep- two or three interceptions. Well, yeah, I mean, we were lucky enough. Which they should have won. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Well, of course. I mean, so. it's gonna happen. Interceptions are gonna happen, and uh, I mean, if you want Favre on your team, you have to just deal with him. I mean, I mean. And Stephen, not... speaking of Favre, speaking of Favre, we do have um, people in our chat room here that are saying that one quarterback does not make the entire team. I agree with that, but. I think Favre has definitely personified as a guy as a ESPN dot com in the column. Uh, Favre has definitely personified the Jets. I mean, the Jets didn't have Favre. They could be. They could very well have been three and eight. So. And you know, uh, Favre, Favre, I think, is the third biggest acquisition the Jets got this year. Believe it or not, I think your first guy, the biggest guy, is The first biggest acquisition for the Jets this year has been Chris Jenkins. Oh, no question. The guy should be a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, look at the difference mm-hmm. in the Jets' run defense. They held Chris Johnson and Lindell White, the highest. They came into the game, those two, the highest combined rushing touchdowns in the NFL out of any team. Uh, Chris Johnson is uh, second in the AFC in yardage, and they held those two to 45 yards rushing throughout the whole game combined and no touchdowns on the ground. I mean, that you have to credit Chris Jenkins with that. The Jets one of the worst teams in the AFC last year against the run, now one of the best. It doesn't just happen overnight. You have to get a big guy in there, a true nose tackle. I mean, you go from Dwayne Robertson to Chris Jenkins, that was a humongous difference. 
big upgrade. And also, uh, and also Alan, Alan, Alan Fanica. Alan of Fanica. course. That was a big one. Alan Fanica from St- Pittsburgh. That was a huge deal over the and offseason. That one guy, look at the difference in the offensive line this year. Thomas Jones <laughs> leading the AFC in offensive touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. And Well, well, he's only behind Lendell White. As I mentioned before, the Titans, he has the most in the league. Thomas Jones, about nine, nine touchdowns this year. I think two receiving. And, I mean... He has almost a thousand yards already. I mean, that offensive line has done wonders. Can't deny. Yeah, it. I mean, the, definitely. Uh, you, got, you got any more for us? Oh uh, no, not me. It was good talking to you guys. All right, have great. a great thanks. For, thanks for the call. All right, happy anniversary. Happy. All right, yeah, uh, thank well, you. Uh, this is the fiftieth show. Thank you for the. Uh, thank, thank you. you. For the warm. Thank you, you got it, guys. Thank you for the warm. All right, great. Uh, I guess we'll um, quick break. Uh, Take a little break. Yeah. We'll get into some hockey after this. Right now, the Rangers up three to one against Phoenix. That's in that's in the Garden, Stephen. I expected you to be there, but uh, no. you couldn't make this. No, no, you, you're more important. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's what it's all about. Okay, we'll take a break and then we'll come back here on the Sports Docket, the fiftieth episode with Aceman and the Cross. When I was a kid, I used to hit rocks over this creek in my backyard. I guess you could say I'm still hitting rocks. But now, it's out of other people's yards. There are many roads to the show. What'll yours be? MLB 08 The Show. Nothing gets you closer. Rated E for everyone. Only on PlayStation. The following show is a proud member of the ShowDoc Network. Learn more about this show and other great shows by logging on to ShowDoc.com. He popped him up. He's going to get it. Rochus down from third. Rochus makes the catch. Ball game over. A perfect game. A perfect game for David Cohn. Fastball hit in the air to left field. That's deep. That goes Chavez back through the wall, leaping, and he made the catch. He took a home run away from Rowland. Trying to get back to first Edmund. He stumbled off, and the inning is over. Broken back foul ball off the right side, and the barrel of the back came out to Clemens, and he picks it up and throws it back. And Piazza's walking out toward the mound, and now the whole plate umpire, Charlie Rutherford, gets in between them. Piazza points to himself. And so does Clemens. In the air to deep right field. That ball headed toward the wall. That ball is out of here. Out of here. A game-winning grand slam home run off the bat of Robin Mitchell. Drive in the air to center field. Timo Perez jumps in the air, waiting for it to come down. Makes the catch. And the New York Mets are the 2,000 National League champions. Giambi on his way to third. And they're going to wave him around. The ball misses a cutoff man. Yeah! 
again. It'll be a 3-2. The stretch and pitch. Swung on and popped up again. Off third. Hayes has room. Hayes makes the catch. Yankees win. The Yankees win. The New York Yankees have won the 1996 World Series. There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. It is no good. Norwood missed. Four seconds left. The Giants have won Super Bowl 25. And the Cavs with one and six ten seconds. Puck is dropped. The Cavs control. And it's all over. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. Something that most people did not think they would hear in their lifetime. Sports Heaven with Mark and Evan. Your source for all New York sports. Hello and welcome back to, of course, episode number 50 of the Sports Talk with the Ace Man of the Cross. Want to update a final score here in the NHL. The Rangers over Phoenix, 4-1 to at the Garden. Scott Gomez returns and the Rangers get off the little schneid and they win the game 4-1. to So 32 points on the season for them. And congratulations to the Rangers on a win. All right, we're back in the sports socket. I guess uh, we'll, we're going to be talking some Mets soon. For the meantime, uh, let's talk We're always more. talking Mets. Yeah, we'll get to the Mets later on. Of course, uh, not much doing yet uh, with the That's hot the stove. Yankees, but this... Of course, hot stove. It's been quiet so far. It's been but quiet, but, you know, it's going to heat up soon. It always it does. It definitely will. I mean, this month, I mean, you'll get a lot of signings. The big rumor today has been Raphael for much... Of course, uh, he's expected to sign you with the A's, the Giants, and the Mets were mentioned in there, too, as possible second baseman. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Uh, say again. Which second baseman? What? You talk, the Mets are getting Raphael for call. Oh, for call. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't. For I call. don't uh, he played for the Dodgers. I don't want him for call. Uh, well, I would rather. I. I'd rather, rather Orlando Hudson. I think Orlando Hudson is a nice. Fit. Orlando Hudson. Yeah, that would. Uh, that would definitely be an upgrade over Castillo, uh, who was pretty much uh, didn't do much hitting. Uh, at the end of the last season, but I mean, the Mets and do also, need a lot more Also, just want to update Monday Night Football. Uh, the uh, Saints over Green Bay so far, 14-7. They just are on the way here in the second quarter. At yeah, that was, one of our, that was one of our picks. Uh, check it out. Steven actually now leads me uh, by one game, NFL picks. You can just check that out by going to our home page. We'll post. We'll post up our picks for Thanksgiving. Uh, that's going to be – there's three games. I think that's a mistake by the NFL to have three games on Thanksgiving. Oh, uh, you know, I like it. I mean, I like to it's watch football. It's more football. It's more football, but it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's typically been the Lions and the Cowboys. Now they're adding their third game uh, on the yeah, NFL I mean, Network. They want, to, they want to give other teams a chance. I mean, Lions and Cowboys has been over uh, over 40 years of a, a tradition in the NFL. Uh, they always play in Detroit. They wear the throwback jerseys, and they play in Dallas as well. And, uh, yeah, so the uh, NFL Network uh, stepped up, wants to give a third team a chance to host the game. So this year it will be the Philadelphia Eagles as they are in a tailspin right now. Oh, yeah, they're falling apart. Even uh, They're got, done. They're gotten, done. Well, it's gotten so bad for them that, uh, that McNabb is <laughs> he was benched uh, after, what, a couple of snaps in the last game. Basically, yeah. Uh, it's, it's gotten pretty bad for uh, Philadelphia, but that's I, I'm okay with that. I mean, after the Phillies winning, 
Uh, I can take anything bad for the Philly fans right now. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll get it. We'll take your call six four six four seven eight five one one eight. We haven't even touched on the Knicks yet. The new look Knickerbockers with uh, Catino Mobley and Tim Thomas and um, Al Harrington. Now let me ask Definitely. you something. Uh, last season with the Knicks, right? What did we give them? Thirty three seconds, I believe. In honor of we, Patrick we, it's about 32 seconds, I 32 think. 32 seconds? So long... Patrick Hewitt minus one? <laughs> Patrick Hewitt minus one. So do we give them 32 seconds, or do they deserve a little bit more? Uh, I think with a 7-5 and five record and second place in the Atlantic at this late in the season, I think they deserve a little bit more. I'm so, thinking about maybe know, they're... like uh, Stefan Marbury, three seconds. Three seconds? Then you're going to buzz me, right? Uh, uh, go Knicks. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, uh, I guess so. I mean, uh, I went to the Knicks game actually a few weeks ago against the Mavericks. They were up for the whole that? game until uh, the final seconds. They lost in overtime. Uh, that's a, I, I was actually that was Jason Kidd, right? And the Mavericks. Uh, yeah, Jason. Uh, kidding me? Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, Jason <laughs> Kidd and Derek Nowitzki. Uh. Dallas with the uh, win, uh, they won 124-114 in that game. Yeah, well, Steve, what's your general feel about this trade? I I, I personally dislike the deal. This is basically uh, it's a pretty bad deal. I mean, you trade your way to two top scorers in Crawford and Robinson. I mean, you're getting back. Some, you basically just some... gave up this year with that trade. Um, well, yeah, Matt who called before is a, a Dallas fan. He was happy about that game, but in, in other uh, words, here. Um, of course, the Knicks trade four guys here, and basically all they get back is Al Harrington and Katino Mobley. Um, basically, of course, it's no secret they're doing it to try to get LeBron James, and I just think it would be hilarious if LeBron James signed a five-year extension tomorrow with the Cleveland Cavaliers, <laughs> uh, which would be uh, very funny. That'd be funny uh, for uh, Donnie Walsh and uh, and all his brass. Like press conference right after he signed the Cleveland Cavaliers of why they made those two trades. Well, also yeah. you gotta realize also that a free agent class is also Dwayne Wade. Uh, Dwayne Wade is more. Bosch Steve Nash. Five. Steve Nash is out there too, and and Steve Nash. And I believe also uh, Dwight Howard is in that free agent class. Too, yeah, Mike D'Antoni would love nothing more than have Steve Nash uh, come to New York and be his point guard again. Anyway, we'll go from one Matt to another. Someone who's worth way more than the Knicks. That's Matt from Seven Train to Shea. Matt, what's going on tonight? Uh, not much, not much. A little bit under the weather, but uh, decided to uh, listen to Doc and uh, call in. All right, uh, what's going on, bro? Uh, how is it? You're in college, right? You playing uh, baseball? Yes, yes I how am. How is that going school. so far? Any uh, practices, workouts, anything? Uh, just basically just in the gym right now, lifting the old weights. Uh, practice has been down to uh, a minimum uh, every Sunday, but... Uh, not for about like a month now since basically Thanksgiving and then finals and then we're basically off for a month and then uh, get back to it in January. So before All right. You know, uh, season well, I'm, I'm assuming you called here about the New York Mets as yes, we are very excited as fans to see what they can do this off season to open City Field to bang, hopefully. Uh, so uh, anything <laughs> you're hearing right now uh, that um, you might not know about? Uh, this is what I'm hearing right now. Uh, you know that, that for Kyle, the, you guys brought it up earlier. Uh, you know, you guys said that reports false going in. Uh, 
I don't know why he would even have interest playing second base, but that yeah. report of the Mets contacting him with along with the A's, uh, that's untrue. Right now, what I'm hearing at this moment is uh, the Braves uh, have possibly offered for Cal four years for $52 million. Not worth that so kind that, of money. So that's the latest uh, what I'm hearing right now. So I don't know. I mean, this is a guy that only played, what, like 33 games last year? He's been injury-ridden the past couple of years. So uh, it's definitely kind of hard. That's a lot of money given to a guy that can't stay healthy. And then uh, also on the second base front, I'm hearing that uh, Orlando Hudson's number one choice is to be with the Mets. Well, they should take advantage of that and uh, go ahead and sign him. I mean, uh, the thing is, though, I mean, we all know it, getting rid of Luis Castillo. Uh, the guy in his knees, he has the knees of a 60-year-old. Uh, I mean, uh, is there any chance, uh, any uh, possible teams that are willing to take this guy off our hands for, for minimum value? <laughs> well, actually, Matt, uh, that's, 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 a, that's a good question. I don't know who would be available. I know Kansas I mean, City needs a second baseman. They're going to have to take another contract, another headache. Uh, I was hoping that maybe you could do like a Heilman Castillo to Seattle for J.J. Putz, something like that. I don't know if Seattle would do that. Uh, yeah, Seattle's got, uh, Seattle's got Jose Lopez at second base, and they also got yeah. uh, Matuja Sopo uh, at third base right now, which they're trying to mold him in. So they're kind of full uh, infield-wise. Uh, I don't know, the Royals. I mean, Jose Guillen's a name that comes to mind, but then again, he's another headache. To, like he was in with Kansas City, so I mean it's really limited. You're gonna have to basically eat a contract, or like you said, maybe put in Aaron Heilman. Maybe the White Sox. Yeah, that's another thing too. Uh, Javi Vasquez is another name that's possibly also, come Jermaine up. Also, Die, Jermaine Die. Uh, that could be another possibility. You, you're getting kind of they're getting kind of old, really, if they go after a guy like Die. He has another year left. Uh, I don't know how well he's going to be putting up numbers-wise, but he's also a possibility. And then, you know, another guy uh, that we all love to hear his name is uh, K-Rod, Francisco Rodriguez. And the latest on uh, him I'm just finding out is uh, the Mets might have some competition in him in in the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. That's the latest on that. So, uh, And K-Rod, uh, I mean, the Brewers are actively, actively pursuing uh, K-Rod? Yep, looks like it. Uh, this is what I'm reading right Can now. Can these guys go away? I mean, they I don't know. He's going to keep coming through. up. Yeah, the Brewers have been a big thorn <laughs> on our side the past few months, of course, as uh, we all know what happened. And we won't mention that again uh, for a while. <laughs> on, on the I'm air, we'll mention it. I mean, all those not. names, yes, uh, they, they all sound nice. A name that intrigues me that I don't think the Mets have said much about Mm-hmm. But maybe a dark horse is, uh, of course, Adam Dunn. Uh, Adam Dunn, of course, I mean, the thing that you don't like about him that the Mets already have, he's a lefty. The strikeouts. And the, the strikeouts. But the, the, guy, you know, strikeouts. The, the guy has home run power. So, I mean, if you get Adam Dunn, you may be, you may be flexible to trade calls. So, if you wanted to do that. Uh, of course, power bats on the left side. He walks a lot. But uh, average and a uh, Average not up there, strikeouts up there, which isn't a good thing. But, I mean, he's a guy that has always uh, kind of been on the trading block but has never really gotten traded, except for last year the deadline to Arizona. But, I mean, the Mets, 
have always seemed to have somewhat interest in him, but have never really pulled the trigger. So what do you think about a guy like Adam Dunn? Well, Adam Dunn, like you said, he, you know, he's going to hit a lot of home runs. And everything about him, you know, 29 years old. Another thing that I'm kind of interested to see what the Mets are going to do this offseason, a lot of these guys that they're talking about, K-Rod, Derek Lowe, Adam Dunn, for instance, uh, these guys are all type A free, free, type A free agents, which means that the Mets, if they sign him, would basically forfeit a first or second round draft pick to, let's just say, if the Mets signed Dunn, that would go to the Diamondbacks. Well, I also... For the Mets, I think Oliver Perez is also type A. So if he doesn't come back, at least they'll get two picks back for Perez. Yeah, that's the nice thing about it. I mean, Dunn's a, that's an interesting name. How about Pedro? Pedro doesn't come back. He's also a type A. Martinez. Uh, I believe he is. I'm trying to look that up right now for you guys. He might uh, be B. You know, Pedro, he might be B. Uh, he be is. Pedro, actually, Pedro, the funny thing about it is he's, a, he's a, not an A or a B. So really? He's a C? That's any draft picks because he's of the C. way. He's a type C. Yeah, type C, which <laughs> is basically the Mets are going to get no draft picks for him. But uh, the thing with that is about this whole type A, type B is, is you know, it's how well they are. And another thing is how long they've been, how many games they put into a season. And Pedro's been hurt the past couple of years, which doesn't qualify him for a type A or type B free agent. Well, you know, this is what I think about Pedro. I mean, what do you really have to lose by bringing him back? I mean, if worst comes to worst, if he's having another crappy season, I mean, don't let him. I mean, I mean, it's hard to say to the guy, well, you're not gonna, you're not gonna pitch, you're not gonna start. But I mean, I still think he has something left in the tank. I really do. I mean, even you know, he's not gonna throw 90. It's no secret, he's not gonna throw in the 90s anymore. But if he could throw as an 87, 88 mile an hour fastball, if he's healthy, I think he could still get people out. And still be at least a number three or number four starter in the major. Well, that's the thing. That. That's the thing. If uh, if John Neese is the Mets seem very confident in, in immediately putting John Neese into the. And that's the thing the too. Sport. I mean, this uh, yeah, one. go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, with you know, I mean, you don't really have that many veterans anymore in the Mets rotation. I mean, uh, with um, basically think about your starters. You have Johan Santana, 28. He'll be 28 this year. John Main. John Main, it'll be 27. You have Alfred. Mike Palfrey, he's a youngster. John Neese is a youngster. Uh, you don't really have that veteran to lead the rotation. I mean, now Pedro you Alise, think... he can also teach the young guys. And now he's getting over the death of his father, of course, which hurt him a little bit last year. Uh, and also, with his uh, injury in his first start against Florida, he never really got into good shape. So I really think they should another... give him one more chance. Another thing with this Mets rotation is you were at Maine. He's coming off a surgery. So you don't know what you're going to get out of him, how long yeah, he's going to last. I mean, hopefully he could. I mean, hopefully he come out there. Uh, another name that's come up too is John Garland. This would be a perfect, I think, perfect number four guy in the rotation. Guy who can that's eat up good. innings. Uh, you know, scouts have been saying what I've heard is basically he would fare pretty well in the and now he's a ground ball pitcher, which the Mets need. And this guy would be a lot cheaper than Derek Lowe or AJ. Oh Brown. yeah. I agree. I agree 100. percent I mean, the Mets don't need an ace. They have Johan Santana. They have Mike Pelfrey. He's our ace. Mike Pelfrey also could have potential ace stuff too. We'll see that this year. I mean, Mike Pelfrey had an excellent year last year. We'll see if he can uh, repeat that. But I mean, the Mets right now they can use an innings eater and a guy that's going to give you, you know, 30 starts, win 13 ball games, lose nine. That's the type of pitcher the Garland is, right? Definitely. 
definitely. Definitely need a guy that, you know, throws 200 innings. Basically, just need a guy, you know, you know, Quas and Aceman, you know, you saw it last year with them, you know, with Maine and Perez. These both guys and, you know, all the other guys they threw out, you know, they couldn't really get, you know, past that fifth inning, and that wears down the bullpen. And we all saw what happened with the bullpen. At the end of the year, I'm not going to get into that, but, you know. It was a song and dance the whole year. You know, so. you know especially, <laughs> especially John Maine. I think uh, while he was healthy, I think he had, like, the highest uh, pitches burning average of anybody in the major leagues, if I remember correctly. Uh, he was a workhorse. He was a workhorse, definitely. That's not a good workhorse, yeah. though. You want more earnings, not more pitches. You need a yeah. <laughs> workhorse. <laughs> it's a bad workhorse. Definitely. Yeah, but, but well, I think uh, with the kind of money that's being thrown at Sebastian and Burnett, I think the Mets should stay away from that uh, right now. will not be anywhere near any of those two guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got your ace last year. You paid Johan Santana is $140 million now. Now you're looking to upgrade the bullpen and uh, anywhere in offense that you need to. I think the starting pitching will be fine. I, I want to get you guys' opinion. That you guys have asked me. I might as well throw you guys some. Okay. Uh, what I've been hearing is that the Mets might be trading away Schneider and Castro away. I mean, some of the pitchers have been unhappy with Schneider's calling. Castro's complaining about his playing time, that he doesn't want to platoon. I want to get your... Uh, your feelings and opinions on that. Well, uh, I guess I guess I'll go with Castro here first. Um, you know, Ramon Castro actually last year he got to play. You know, was like a 58 games. I think I remember right. He he played he played a good sum of games. Uh, he started a good sum also because Schneider was hurt uh, for I think a couple of weeks at a time. Um, I don't know what Cash was talking about uh, in terms of playing time. I mean, it, when, when you go to a baseball team, there's 25 guys on the team, and you, you're not going to always um, be a star on every team. If he wants to start, then all well, the Mets could train him and find a backup. I get, they have a good catching farm system. They, they've always had a good farm system in terms of catchers. So, I mean, I wouldn't well, you mind know I mean, Cash, though. This but, uh, well, I, I would keep Schneider. They're not going to trade both of them, obviously. Um, well, this is an interesting thing. I mean, are you looking for a defensive guy catcher or an offensive guy? The offensive guy is Ramon Castro, of course. He gives you spark if he's healthy off the bench. I mean, uh, if he started every game... He can't run play, much, but he can give you a spark no, off the bench. He could, he could bang out 20 home runs <laughs> if he uh, was an everyday catcher. But the <laughs> thing is, I mean, you'll, it's, it's only smart to do a trade if you can find an upgraded catcher. I mean, I mean... I, I I could see trading Schneider for a uh, Ethan guy maybe out of the bullpen, um, but I mean I wouldn't sign Jason Varitek. I think that guy's over the hill already. Uh, he's not, he's definitely not in his prime. He he hit terrible last year for the Red Sox. I mean yeah he has great leadership skills, but you need guys to help you on the field too. I don't think Varitek really can do much anymore. Uh, if you can upgrade a catcher, I think that would be fine. I mean, well, you don't even have yeah. to upgrade just as long as you get somebody who can uh, start for you and uh, do a good job. Yeah, we're definitely going to see with that. They're probably going to have to bite the bullet. I'm just looking at it right now. There's really nobody out there free agents. You don't have a Russell Moore and a Brian McCann. You don't have anybody like that in the market. Uh, not even uh, close. So well, even I mean, if they even if they were available, they're going to cost you know a foot and an arm really. I mean, if, even if the Mets won Russell Martin, I think the first thing that would have to come to the Dodgers' mind in a trade, you know, if the Mets you know ask who do you want to return, it would definitely have to be Fernando Martinez. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's worth trading your prospects for a catcher when you already have a decent one. I mean, of course, Schneider's really not going to hit for you, but... Schneider had some pop this season. Uh, he did have he some did. pop this he, year. He picked it up a little he bit. He had some pop in his bat. He had about yeah. nine home runs. Well, I think it was 2007 before Schneider came. Was it was the pitching really even better than it was last year? Probably not. I mean, it was the same thing. The bullpen collapsed September both years. Yep. Whether it's the workload of the bullpen from the beginning of the season, or they just have no talent. I don't, I'm not sure what it is. But you have to find a way to get these starters go longer this year and uh, to get some arms in the bullpen. That's that's going to obviously be a key. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Another thing with the – you just mentioned the bullpen here. Uh, thing, some things that I've been hearing is that they uh, – uh, Steve, you brought up Joe Bimal – I think a couple of weeks ago here on the show, mm-hmm. uh, the Mets have haven't really contacted him, and I think Juan Cruz is unproven. So uh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised with Bimel. Yeah, me too. Because I, I definitely want to get rid of uh, Show and Weiss for sure. And, but get rid of Blown Weiss. Well, get him out of here. I mean, yeah, the only yeah, thing I, I see with Show and Weiss now is his press conference on the last day of the season. <laughs> oh, I wish I could take that back. I mean, he just sounds sorry for himself. I mean, <laughs> it sounds pathetic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hopefully they get rid of him. They basically want a guy, a guy that can get both sides of the plate out, and you know, basically that's gonna not cost all this money as you know some of these guys are, you know, I'm looking at here. You know, most of these teams, we're not. Gonna, I don't think we're gonna see anything happen. I mean, winter meetings are coming up. There'll be some talk. That's when we'll start to pick up at least, but for now, I mean, right now, I don't see anybody signing, maybe. And also, maybe. also, you don't realize the Mets probably do have some guys in the system who can, uh, help, uh my bad, help in the bullpen next year. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you have Eddie Coons, who they should definitely give a shot to. I mean, they, I, I, I thought it was terrible the way they handled him. Uh, handled him when he was in the big league. He should have gotten a few more innings, uh, a few more consistent innings. I mean, if you pitch the guy once a week, uh, what do you expect? The guy's not going to be consistent. He's not going to be on his game. He's got to get consistent work. And uh, Bobby Purnell, of course, uh, he'll he'll compete for a job if he's not traded. Uh, he's one of Definitely. the guys that could possibly get traded here. Um, and also, a uh, young guy, I think what, I think it's Brad Holt, who uh, pitched in Brooklyn last year. Oh, yeah, Holt. Uh, uh, he was a, be the was next. He might oh, be the yeah. next, uh, Mike Pelfrey in the making. I mean, his, uh, yeah, they said uh, the guy has a fastball in the mid-90s, and he's working on his uh, working on his secondary pitch. It sounds a lot like Mike Pelfrey. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. I mean, his <laughs> strikeout, strikeout to innings ratio I mean, is uh, through the roof. A guy like that, I mean, a guy like that that's a starter, I mean, if the bullpen really needs help, if it's like it is this year, next year, I mean, you could use a guy like that to maybe give a spark in the bullpen. A guy that nobody's seen before, a guy that has good stuff, and that you know he doesn't really need more, much more than a fastball and one secondary pitch to pitch uh, one inning at a time. Hey, definitely. Well, just to wrap- I mean, look, look at Joe Smith uh, a couple of years ago. You know, nobody really saw him on the radar, and he burst onto the scene. So that could happen. Um, I mean, That's I really it. like Parnell. I really like Parnell. I like his speed on his fastball. I like his Very slider that he has. I think he could probably. I mean, maybe it could be a closer. Like you said, Kuntz was mishandled. Another guy watching out there for, I think, might make an impact is uh, Jason Vargas. Coming back off of an injury. Had a oh, yeah. 
out the Mets in the Arizona Fall League. I think he could definitely be, uh, I guess, the Mets long man from the bullpen from the left side. I, I really think that he has a chance to, you know, hopefully he's fully healthy. Uh, the stats definitely showed in the Arizona Fall League, but, I mean, he's a guy that I think <laughs> could possibly break the team out of spring training and turn some heads to this ball club. Yeah, I just want to wrap this up here. Great stuff on that, uh, as always, uh, calling in and the whole thing. Um, really, the Mets need to get, you know, a lefty specialist or a righty specialist. One guy. Well, apparently I got I think we lost Klaus. Well, I think, I guess we did then. <laughs> I don't cool. know what he was saying. Uh, but anyway, uh, thanks for calling in and, uh, I mean, I well, we we sure hope the Mets uh, will do a, a better job in 2009 of uh, bringing us to a world title. I mean, you gotta, that's got to be the goal, hopefully. Definitely, hopefully, uh, City Field can bring in uh, some new memories. And if anything breaks uh, during the uh, the year, I'll be definitely sure to call in and give you guys the latest rumors. And uh, you'll be our uh, John Heyman. <laughs> Definitely, your MLB insider for the Doggett, Doggett MLB insider. So. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, Shea Stadium, you know, we'll always love that place, but I mean, I guess it just ran out of luck. I guess uh, the magic ran out, so hopefully City Field can uh, do that. So, guys, thanks for uh, having me on, and uh, I guess I'll be talking to you guys next week. All right, uh, Matt, thank you uh, for joining the Sports Docket, Matt, of course. As always, great stuff. Mets Insider are looking forward to the season. The Yankees will also be busy bees. Uh, with, of course, they're going to go after CC Sabathia. That's their big target. Yankees also, of course, also already acquiring Nick Swisher. They got the outfield situation uh, handed out. They got, uh, oh, you know, they got a few holes to fill the Yankees. I mean, they need a center fielder. Right now, the starter going into the next season is Brett Gardner. I don't think they want to settle with that. They need a few more relievers in the bullpen, but so does everybody else. It'll be an interesting offseason in New York. It should be an interesting winter in all sports, to say the least. You have the Rangers in hockey right now, very competitive. You have the Yankees and the Mets, who should be very busy. You have the Jets and the Giants, who are going to make the playoffs. And I guess, well, basketball, you have the Knicks. So, okay. We're going to take a quick break here on the sports docket. I'll try to find out where Quas went. In the meantime, call in if you have any comments or questions at one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. That is the number to call on a beautiful Monday night in New York. And once again, also the Rangers with a victory over the Phoenix Coyotes tonight at the Garden, four to one. Scott Gomez making a return, scores a goal, and the Rangers with a four to one victory will be. Right back on Ace Man and the Cross.
We now rejoin the sports docket. <laughs> We're back. Uh, we had a technical difficulty, I guess, there. Yeah, apparently. About a five-minute difficulty. But, yeah, we are back on. And we still have our listeners. So We're up. We, st- we, still, we still have our diehard listeners. I guess when Matt hung up, uh, something with my internet blue, and uh, <laughs> we uh, I disconnected. We are back now. And, and our listeners are still with us. Well, we'll take a quick commercial break now. <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll, uh, we'll rejoin you here on the uh, – Sports Docket with Ace Man and the Quas. Just kidding. We had a rickroll, you guys. Alright. You have tuned in to the Sports Docket with Ace Man. Hello, Mets fans. You're looking for a show that covers the Mets inside and out? Then there's a show for you. The 7 Train to Shame Mets radio show on Blog Talk Radio. Join Matt, Greg, Mike, and special guests all season long with inside analysis on games, news, rumors, the minor leagues, and more. Voice your opinion or ask a question by calling into the show. For up the latest Mets, news, rumors, opinions, and show schedules, visit our website at www.7traintoshay.blogspot.com. For Mets fans, by Mets fans, it's a 7-train Shea Mets radio show. Now back to the sports docket with Ace Man and the Quads. Nine fifty-five on a uh, Monday night in New York City. Three days until Thanksgiving. And I guess, Steve, we should run down what we're thankful for as uh, New York sports fans. Because uh, I guess we're thankful for a lot uh, this time of year. Well, yeah, of course. Thanksgiving is a time where you get to go with your family and you, uh, you're thankful for all the food you get, for all the privileges you have, for all the great things in life that we have. And also, um, I guess we can be thankful for what our sports team is doing this year. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, as a Knicks fan, you got to be thankful that the team is not 1-11 and and that they're um, playing 500 basketball. You know, uh, they're hanging in there, I guess. They're scoring 120 a night. They're giving up 100, they're giving up 100 points, too. They have, the, they have the worst defense in the NBA, but that's the way Dan Antonio runs his team's uh, run-and-gun defense. But, yeah, as a Knicks fan, you got to be thankful uh, that your team is uh, actually giving you something worth watching. And hockey, you got to be thankful a lot. Uh, I mean, as a Devils fan, me personally, I'm thankful that the Devils haven't fallen flat on their face after losing Martin Brodeur. We're, we're hanging in there with the uh, former Ranger goalie, Kevin Weeks. Remember him? And, oh. Uh, Cle- yes, yeah. Don't, don't mention it. And uh, Scotty Clemson, he's actually doing a pretty good job. The Devils, uh, we're, we're, uh, we only trail your Rangers by eight points. So, uh, uh, doubles, I mean, they're holding their own. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they trade for a goalie this season. Well, they can trade for Marty Turco uh, for the Dallas, from the Dallas Stars. He's uh, part of that last place. I mean, Marty Turco is one of the best goalies in the league. Yeah, you can get him. Well, Turco, I mean, first of all, the, the Stars are in last place, and they're they have what they have one of the most goals allowed in the entire NHL. They allowed more goals than anyone else outside of the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, 
uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know how the Devils would get a deal going. I mean, who do they have the Devils that they can really get a Marty Turco? Well, I mean, you don't know, but a lot of these NHL deals are based on draft picks. Oh yeah, well, the Devils don't have draft picks either. So. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens. And well, the Rangers got to be. Was it, as a Jets fan, uh, Thanksgiving you'll have a little prayer for uh, for the uh, thank the Jets management for uh, bringing in Brett Favre this off season. <laughs> oh yeah, you're gonna be uh, praying so you know you're gonna be yeah, got to be ecstatic about the Jets and the Giants and uh, how all of a sudden I mean, Stephen, we look at the first three games, you know, after you know this season. is how the pro. Excuse me, yo, this is how the prayer will go for the Jet fans, right? Listen to this. Playoffs. That's the prayer. <laughs> that's the prayer. Just playoffs, that's it? Yep. Just make the playoffs, and then that's a crapshoot from there. Anything can happen. We well, saw that shoot the Giants. Well, if, if Fireman Ed is leading this prayer, then I think you're in good shape. But <laughs> Yeah, we are. Uh, hopefully so. But the Jets, I mean, you know... Uh, considering uh, their the, their strength of schedule, they have handled their strength of schedule pretty well. As have the Giants. The Jets have won five in a row. They have a three and three. And I think you, you look at that one turning point game, and it, that was the game against the Bills. That was, that that game defined their season when they beat the Bills um, in week six or seven. I mean, that, uh, that yeah, they beat the Bills about three or four weeks ago, and that game uh, put them over the 500 mark, had, uh, gave them a tie for first place, and then they went on to beat New England, Tennessee. That was it. And That's now the they are where they are today, 8-3, and three, a great 8-3 and three right now. High yeah, and, uh, and, which two t- and who's the two top offenses in the, in the NFL? The two oh, top yeah, offenses. The Jets and the Giants right now. The Jets and the Giants. I mean, is the NFL that bad that that the Giants and Jets could steamroll to the top, or is it the Jets and Giants are that good? I mean, I think it's a combination of both. I mean, uh, especially the AFC is much weaker this year than previous years. You don't have the powerhouse in New England anymore. The Colts, I mean, they were struggling for a long time, but they're finally regaining their uh, confidence. The San Diego Chargers have been uh, so inconsistent all year. Tomlinson has really never gone going this year. I mean, usual, your usual powerhouses in the AFC aren't the powerhouses this year. I mean, Pittsburgh is 8-3, and three, yeah, but they're a very shaky 8-3. and three. So, I mean, there's really no team in the AFC who is dominant. And now you would say, well, usually a 10-0 team is dominant, but the Titans will look like fools against the Jets. The Jets, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like a, uh, a wild thing to say if the Jets right now are the best team in the AFC. Um, I, you know, that, that makes I put it on a stretch a little. I, think I mean, I think the Jets are definitely better than the Steelers. I think they're better than the Steelers, but, but I don't think The game that I would worry about possibly in the playoffs is if the Jets have to go to Pittsburgh. That would be a very tough game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and speaking of, uh, of Thanksgiving, let's get to our, let's make some picks of Thanksgiving here. We'll pick all three games, then we'll post rest of our week 13. Well, we also have the Giants and Jets games. Uh, we got Tennessee and Detroit. <laughs> so that's the uh, – ten- that- I mean, how could you pick that game? I mean, I don't know if the uh, the NFL gods um, look into the future when they saw this game, but 
I mean, this is arguably, I mean, this is a, the non defeated the Titans, but they pretty much are the 10 and 1. Going up against the 0 and 11 Lions. Uh, you think the Titans will lose again, or you think uh, they'll rebound? I don't know <laughs> if the Lions will win a game this year. Uh, that's how bad <laughs> they really are. Are the, are the, are the 2008 2009 Lions really that worse than the 2007 2008 Miami Dolphins? I mean, well, we'll see if they win a game. At least the Dolphins won a game, but. Uh, were the Dolphins yeah. bad? When did the Dolphins win a game? Was it near the end? I'm not sure when yeah. the Dolphins won. I think it was maybe 0-11, 0-12. They're about almost at the same point as the Dolphins from last year. It'd be really funny if the team they beat was the Lions. Uh, Titans? I mean, uh, I think the Titans definitely. I right, come on. Titans will win this game. I mean, the Lions are so bad, they had a 17 nothing lead. In the first quarter against the game against the Buccaneers, and then and then they got and then and then got uh, outscored thirty-eight three the rest of the game. That's, I mean, that's how bad it really is. Um, that's how bad it is for. Uh, I mean, Cole Pepper is the quarterback, but he's obviously in a uh, new state. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's hard to see what's doing worse right now. The lines to the stock market. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and speaking of the stock market, um, yeah, Ford right uh, in uh, Detroit, and uh, Ford is uh, down what to like a dollar or so. Dollar thirty. Yeah, dollar, the down dollar share. Um, we have to, we have to just touch this real quickly here, uh, in terms of the Mets and their new stadium and Citigroup. Uh, Citigroup just got um, bailed out by the federal government. That's a good sign because the Mets I mean, have to change their their name of their no, field. Group paid already for the first couple of years of the deal, so even if they went out of business, it would still be City Field at least for a couple of years. Okay. I mean, well, it would really. You would change the name every two years, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it, 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 not like in San Francisco. Well, Citigroup is a major a major bank in America. Uh, they they have a lot of people's money, of course. You have a lot of credit cards in Citigroup, so it'd be a huge loss. So I mean, the government they really had no choice but to bail them out. Yeah, they had to, and for the Mets' sake, it's a good thing, I guess. Um, anyway, so yeah, I'm picking uh, Tennessee to win. Obviously, I mean that's just a, a no-brainer. It'll be fun to watch Titans um, steamroll the Lions in this game. Actually, if you're a Jets fan, you're going to be oddly rooting for the Lions because if you want that, if you want to get a, a first-round bye, you may have to rely on the Titans losing some games um, if you can't beat out Pittsburgh. Well, of course I'm going to root for the, I'm going to root for the Lions, but I don't think they're going to win. Yeah. It'd be nice. Uh, let's, let's look at um, – here's another one. Uh, Seattle at Dallas. Um Seahawks, uh, that's where Matt comes from. Uh, they're pretty, you know, bad. Uh, and Dallas coming in. Play Seattle. Uh, Dallas, Dallas is right now in the middle of a big wild card chase uh, in the NFC. You know, they got the, the Redskins in there. You got Atlanta and Carolina. So this is an important game for Dallas. They're at home. You know, uh, the Cowboys, uh, they have Romo back, I guess. So, I mean, I, I, I like Dallas in this one to beat Seattle. I, hate, I, don't, I don't want Dallas to win. But I realize that two and nine Seahawks don't have much of a chance, so I'm gonna go with especially on Thanksgiving. So I'll take Dallas. What about you? Um, I'll take Dallas too. They're playing a lot better. The only uh, game worthy of watching is really Arizona and Philadelphia. That's the only game. Uh, Arizona Philly in Philly. That's in Philly. Oh. That's eight fifteen. Philly just in the top. Uh, 
as long as the uh, as long as long as Don McNabb knows that you can actually tie a football game. Uh, That's the worry about Don that. They got they got their asses kicked by Baltimore. <laughs> Thirty-seven to three, and McNabb got benched in that game. Five turnovers for the Eagles. Ed Reed yeah. had a hundred eight yard return for a touchdown. Hundred eight yeah. yards. How does that happen? Do you have any uh, Ravens players on your fantasy team? No, but my fantasy team is crap this year. Really? Um, fell, oh, well, when you lost Tom Brady, that pretty much... That uh, hurt me, yeah, but uh, still. Uh, my team sucks. <laughs> well, what can you do? At Jets and Super Bowl, you, you I mean, I'm, I'm growing six. I still have a shot at the playoffs, but just uh, I haven't had more than a two-game winning streak the whole season. Yeah. See what happens. I mean, I, my best guy this year has been Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's had an okay year. Uh, LaDainian Thompson having a really down year. I had Chris Johnson. He's having a decent year except for Sunday. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's not a strong year for my fantasy team. Well, you can always, uh, you can always trade if you, if you make it to the playoffs. Trade them when passed. <laughs> oh, passed? Oh, yeah, and that's it. Forget it. I mean, it's, it didn't really work out. Braylon yeah. Edwards, I have. He's doing crap this year. Ugh, just uh, bad. Oh, the Chiefs are pretty bad. Chiefs are awful, 1 in 10. Yeah. Let me get to them. Um, if look at the Sunday games. Um, after you're uh, stuffed from your uh, Thanksgiving turkey, uh, you get to tune in to Giants at Redskins. The Giants have yet to lose against their division, and I think they'll be able to hold the fort uh, against a very shaky Redskins team. I think they'll be able to take this one. And pretty much, if the, if the Giants win this game, they will pretty much seal up um, the uh, NFC East. I mean, they'll have a at least a three-game lead, or depending on how Dallas does. They'll have a three-game lead with five to play. That's pretty much in the books. Uh to clinch in the books. They'll clinch that. Uh, the Jets, uh, what's the Jets' magic number for clinching a playoff spot? They're probably not looking at that yet. Um, well, I have no idea, but I'm guessing the team, the, the last playoff side has probably only one game behind the Jets. Uh, yeah, and speaking uh, of, uh, we have a caller right now. Both New England, both 7-4. Yeah, Steve, we got a caller right now on our line on the sports okay. doc. Seems to be calling in from out of town. He's calling in BB Player 222. What's up, Mr. BB? What's going on? What's your name? What are you calling from? Hold on, calling from New Jersey. What? Yeah, you sound a little muffled in there. They have to have, uh, you have the uh, cellulitis. Yeah, Hello? From the yeah, I'm calling from Jersey. Uh, he's calling from Jersey. What's up? What's going hey, on? Hey, yeah, I'm calling. Calling for the Cowboys. Sounds good now. Excuse me. Oh. Go ahead. We hear you now. I'm calling from Jersey. I'm calling for the Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys oh, gonna win? You're calling in to oh, defend yes. your Cowboys. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, why, why are they gonna win? Why are they gonna Excuse beat the Seahawks on, on Thursday? Cause man, we're just Cowboys. 
<laughs> well, that's that. I mean, yeah, it's the Cowboys and it's on Thanksgiving, but I mean, they beat the 49ers. They're beating up the NFC West, but why are they gonna win? Beat the Seahawks? Give me a reason. I need a reason. Well, well, we got we got you know what I mean our main players back. We're gonna get them back on that game. You know what I mean? We we had a few down weeks, but we needed that bye. You know what I'm saying? Well, you had a big win over uh, San Fran this week at home. Uh, Tony Romo throwing three touchdown passes, hooking up with T.O. seven times. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. So, who are you guys going for? I think Dallas will win. I picked Dallas to win. Uh, I'm a Giants fan, so I, I'm, I'm a little biased when it comes to the Cowboys. But uh, <laughs> I think Dallas will, will win this game. You know, you, you have a, you guys have a good team. You're a little overmatched, I think, this year than in past years. I mean, last year, of course, you were the defending uh, division champs, and you got beaten uh-huh. by my team in the uh, in the playoffs. But uh, yeah, you guys got a good team, and um, I, I think you're going to be able to uh, to make the playoffs. No question. I don't know how far you'll go. Uh, I think you'll make it past the first round, but after that, uh, I don't know. What do you think? Glad, uh, how far are you think the, How far are you going with the Cowboys? Are, are you thinking Super Super Bowl? Well, I'm a diehard fan, so you know. You sound like a diehard fan. You, you know where I think we're gonna go, but to be realistic, you know, the Cowboys—they're a great team to me, but compared to like the Giants, which is so you're like conceding to the Giants. You're giving in. <laughs> You're conceding to the Giants. No, I'm just saying they're a good team. I didn't say I'm giving in. Whoa, oh, whoa, go down. Uh, you know, you're not well, you know what? You know, the guys, right? I mean, the division's going to be the Giants. Hopefully Dallas first. They wild card. Hopefully it's not too late for them. No, I mean, uh, a diehard Cowboys fan is obviously uh, going to be, you know, uh, rooting for their team down the stretch. But, uh, I mean... Cowboys fans have to acknowledge that the Giants are the team to beat. So, as a Cowboys fan, are the Giants the team to beat, or are the Cowboys still the team to beat, despite the fact that the, uh, that the Giants beat them last year? Hello? Yeah, I'm sorry. Hit it again. Uh, what I'm asking is, as a Cowboys fan, am I, am I F- Maybe now. <laughs> Sorry about Somebody, that. Something's going. It's all right. It's all right. We have all type of weird stuff going on. I mean, Steve and I just got knocked off of the off the air a little while ago. But <laughs> um, as a Cowboys fan, are you ready to concede uh, to the Giants, or or do you think that these two teams are 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 matched up pretty well that it could be anybody's uh, Lombardi Trophy come come December? It, it's ours. It's ours. All right, well, sure. so anyway, thanks for the call, man. All right, man, no problem. Great. Uh, so we're expanding out, Steve. We got uh, people from Dallas calling in. Uh, uh, well, he's from New Jersey, but he's a, I guess he's a, he's a displaced cowboy fan. That's all right, cool. let's take uh, one final break and we'll end the show, all right? Sounds good, Steve. Sounds good to me. We'll take a break and we'll be right back after this. Getting picked number one by Phil is what every player dreams of. He spends whatever it takes. I'll take the big one. I'll take two. There you go. <laughs> 
He treats you like you're part of the family. So, Ladanian, I understand you led the league in rushing last oh, year. Oh, great. Just can't wait to make me look at you, Dad. And he's so focused on the team. I this guy on waivers, but if I do, I'll have three wide out. Maybe a little too focused. Sign up Fantasy Football on FoxSports.com. The new fantasy home to LT and focused owners like Phil. I'm good. The Sports Docket is your source for pigskins, pucks, and pointers. Keep your internet radio locked into the Sports Docket with Ace Man and the Quas throughout the NFL, NHL, and NBA season. Right now we are back on the sports docket. Here's my co-host went away for a little bit. He is on the air uh, for his 50th episode of the sports docket. Great show. We had several callers. Uh, a lot of stuff we touched on. 10:15 uh, p.m. If Aceman calls back in, that'd be great. If not, I'll close out uh, for the rest of the program here. Uh, be sure to check out our NFL picks. Steelers leaves by one game. He went four and one. Here in week 12, I went 1-4. and four. I actually picked against both the Jets and the Giants. The first time in I, since, I think, week 10 of last season, I've actually picked against the Giants in a game. I thought Arizona would actually beat them. Uh, I didn't want them to. I'm a, of course, I'm a, being a Giants fan, but but they beat them and wasn't a big fan of that. But uh, I did pick uh, them in that game. Call in at one six four six four seven eight five one one. You can email as people have been during the show at go talk to Quas, and then you can go talk to me there. Um, again, we touched on a lot of different things uh, during this program. Of course, uh, the hockey with the Rangers and the Devils, both teams um, keeping pace in their division. Uh, there's also a lot of question marks about whether the Devils are going to trade for a goalie or not. The Rangers have no question marks. They're like the perfect team. Uh, they're actually in the power rankings on uh, ESPN.com. They're actually fifth, so that's pretty good for them. They moved up from six from last week. So the Rangers are the red-hot team in the NHL. Uh, of course, they can't compete with the San Jose Sharks. But, you know, they're still uh, one of the elite, and I think the Rangers um, – you know, going to be a force to reckon with uh, going down the stretch. As much as I don't like to say that, they will be. Uh, the Nets will be playing at Los Angeles tomorrow night. We're playing at the Lakers, 10:30 p.m. game against the 10 and 1 Lakers. 10 and 1 like the Giants. The Lakers, uh, 9 out of 10, They're looking like the Lakers of old, the Hollywood Fakers. There's some 
radio host Steve Summers likes to call them, but they are a uh, just having off to a great start um, in Los Angeles. Unlike their uh, their sister ball club, uh, the or basketball team, the L.A. Clippers, who are two and eleven, the Knicks just of course made the trade for Catino Baldwin and Tim Thomas to the Clippers. Uh, and you got um, the Knicks playing the host to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And Steve and I were talking about how LeBron James may be joining uh, the, the Knicks 2010. The Knicks have the money to go to get him. That would be really cool. Um, they can pull that off and uh, bring him to the Garden. I know the Knicks fans would just love to have LeBron uh, in soon enough as a New York Knick uh, down the stretch. That would be just phenomenal. Uh, to get him in there. Uh, we also touched on, uh, we got into a little bit with the um, Mets and the hot stove and how the Mets will not be uh, pursuing CeCe Sabathia or A.J. Burnett or Derek Lowe or even Jake Peavy in terms of trading for him from San Diego because uh, the Mets just don't have the money to afford these guys. And it's not because of the economy. It's because the Yankees are going to outbid them, and they already have. And the Mets uh, don't really have a need for those starting pitchers. So they're not going to really go out after those guys. Uh, the Mets really, the primary focus is in the bullpen, getting lefty-righty specialists in there, getting guys who can actually get guys out when they have to. That's going to be the uh, what we need to do going into uh, that stretch. And then, of course, touching the football and how New York is now a football state of mind. Giants and Jets. I mean, what could be better than having a Super Bowl uh, with those two guys going at it uh, down the stretch? Um, So, yeah, so we'll do a quick break here, and then we'll close up uh, a little early uh, for the 50th episode of the Sports Docket, another successful Sports Docket. We'll give you the total uh, listings uh, after this commercial break, and we'll be right back after this. First, let me tell you about a phenomenon, groundcrewstudios.com. If you want to have any uh, audio sound bites, audio clips um, to be made for your programs, you got to check these guys out. they got great voices. They're voice actors. Uh, they can make commercials. They can do anything that you want. Uh, voiceovers especially. Um, give you a favor, just mention us, the Sports Talk, the Eastman of the Quas, the whole thing. And they'll help you out uh, getting stuff for your programs or just for your own home projects. So be sure to check them out. That's at groundcrewstudios.com. And this is a little, little bit of about what they have to offer you. What will recording your next project at Ground Crew Studios do for you? Your teeth will sparkle and your car will shine. The new Hattie in accounting will take you out to dine. You'll never have to diet or exercise. You'll make big bucks and have smaller thighs. Get relief from the bloating of gas. Cut. Uh, prices, it goes together. Yes, it right? goes together. Let's try it again. How many crystals am I going to get? How many sides can I pick from? Five. Plus a drink and it only costs me? Five. That's what I like. The speed hit show Pink's All Out is coming to Atlanta Dragway Saturday, May 10th. Let's get it on. Do you love your mattress? Love a good night's sleep? 
Then welcome to Boyle's and the King's Down Experience. Come on, Windex even cleans what the other stuff leaves behind. So? So, a bird could get hurt flying into a window like that? I'm Jeff Gordon. I drive for Pepsi. This is how I open it up. Husqvarna. Feel the power. God forbid a man gets to watch one damn race all the way through just once in his life. There's a place where the earth rolls, the pines sway, and the shadows stretch. It's a place called Pinehurst. Always had a hankering to play Pinehurst. There's always something new from Rubbermaid. At Carolina's Medical Center, we value the importance of your health. Come discover the real George Washington because he's alive again at Mount Vernon. Chinette, life is served. And yeah, be sure to check those guys out. They're at groundcrewstudios.com. And had great stuff for us. 10:22. We'll close down a little, little bit for now on the sports docket. We'll have next show next week, of course, as usual Sunday night. A couple of guests. Be sure to stay tuned for that. Um, keeping it rolling uh, into December, and we're November 30th, so it'll be the last show for November. Um, and we'll get back to our, you know, programming. 50. Now is the show number. That's pretty incredible. And so far, we have 20 live in the archive and counting. So that's nice to see. Uh, 20 live thus far. So thank you guys tuning in and making this show another successful uh, sports docket. And uh, I guess I look forward to Thanksgiving. Everybody has a restful and uh, and happy and healthy Thanksgiving. And uh, we watch the parade, watching football, whatever you want to do. Um, um, Stevens from our uh, chat room here. Uh, Baby also has a show on Blog Talk Radio. It's filling me in. He says he hopes that uh, Eli will beat Brett Favre again, and uh, I hope the same. I hope uh, they'll match up. Again, you know, we, don't, we, we didn't get to see them match up in exhibition because the Giants and Jets, when they, when they play their normal uh, the, or usual exhibition game uh, during the um, preseason for the NFL, uh, Favre didn't even have a scrimmage, and Eli was, of course, you know, fought for the rest of him as well. So was most of the backups, Lorenzen and and whatnot. So we didn't really get to see Eli uh, go out there and uh, against Brett Favre again. But we did see it last year, and uh, that was fun and the uh, cold but victorious uh, Lambeau Field victory for the New York Giants and route to Super Bowl 42 and, of course, Lombardi Trophy with the uh, 17-14 uh, win over the uh, New England Patriots. So, so again, tune in next time, 50th Sports Docket, closing out. We hope to see everybody uh, next week as well. We'll Tune in this week. We're keeping it rolling with the sports docket. Great stuff as always. Be sure to check out our picks over at our website. Uh, It's getting hot over there. Again, making all of our picks uh, during today's program. We made five of them already, and we'll uh, make the sixth one. Um, We'll put it back onto the website. We picked all the Thanksgiving games, and uh, I guess we'll – We'll pick whatever game is the best. I like uh, Pittsburgh, New England. I think that's the game we're going to want to pick. 
uh, we pick a random so often in Pittsburgh as well, but they, these two teams are really the, the elite in the AFC besides the Jets and Titans. And um, uh, I guess you throw the Ravens in there as well. So, yeah, so we'll close out here on our program. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. We'll check it out next week. We're going to end with a little Justin Timberlake. Uh, what comes around, goes around. And uh, be sure to check us out next week, Sunday night, same time, same place, Ace and the Quas. We'll be going at it again for number 51. So be sure to be with us next week as well. Quasman out, Ace already left. We'll see you next week. I was wrong.